BAM Radio Network. She literally looked me in the eye and said, your white man school has nothing for me, and I'm not doing my homework. And when I was giving that much homework, I was invading the home family time, and I realized, oh my God, what am I doing? Hey everyone, this is Unearthed. Inviting people into a deeper dialogue. Yes, we are. I'm Dr. Brad Gustafson. And I'm Ben Gilpin. Let's do this, Benny. All right, Ben, I gotta ask. I'm cringing here. Did you get it? Did it come in the mail? No one did. <laughs> this is horrific. So, it, you know, to help out the two listeners that we have, we I ordered Ben a custom birthday present like months ago. Still doesn't have it. He probably doesn't even believe I ordered it. But when that thing comes, you gotta confirm. You know, I, I got to admit, I got nothing. Does like Let's me. go new topic here. So when I think about the educational staples, like the, the big three and cliches for school, for education, I think uh, probably recess. That, that's one of them. What else? Yep. Oftentimes, don't you get something with um, some type of discipline? The, yeah, discipline there you go. Seems school. To... Yeah, I agree. Class management, principal discipline. Probably the third is homework. And that's why we're here today. The topic of homework is ablaze in the Twitter sphere. And we saw, you know, this picture of a letter a teacher sent her parents saying new homework policy is everywhere. And then CNN.com picked it up. It was even on our local news here in Minnesota. But that's what we're going to talk about today. And we have none other than the John Cripple. And he's going to dive in with us. Welcome, John. John, have you seen this thing going around Twitter? Do you know what we're talking about, the letter? Yeah, the letter. I have a, I have a couple of problems with the letter, i got to tell you. I like the spirit of the letter. The, spe- the spirit of the letter is a great idea. We want to hear what your problems are, and I'm going to speed read the letter. It's only two super short paragraphs, yeah. just in case someone didn't see it. It says, Dear parents, after much research this summer, I'm trying something new. Homework will only consist of work that your student did not finish during the school day. There will be no formally assigned homework this year. Research has been unable to prove that homework improves student performance. Rather, I ask you to spend your evenings doing things that are proven to correlate with student success. Eat dinner as a family. Read together. Play outside. Get your child to bed early. And then uh, the teacher signs it. So now, John, go! Okay, so I come to you people as the Saul of education. And I don't know if you're up on your Bible stories, but you remember Saul was the dude that persecuted and God knocked him off the horse. That's the me of homework right there. I used to be a homework machine, gentlemen. Uh, when I was teaching two units of sixth grade reading and history, I had half of the class in the morning and the other half in the afternoon, 75 kids. I was collecting and giving feedback on something like 1,200 pieces of paper a week. They lined up by alphabetical order so that I was already going into the grade book in the right order. You uh, were a machine. Kids, oh, yeah. I coached them. Okay. That's what yeah, I was going to get to. Saul had the shells in his eyes, the blinders, and he yeah. shed yeah. them. So what changed for you? They started me up with Harry Wong, and I was like, "This procedures, right? Procedures are everything. And one day, a little Native American girl came to line up. And when it was time to turn in her homework, she literally looked me in the eye and said, your white man school has nothing for me, and I'm not doing my homework. And I was like, boom, she just shut my whole Harry Wong world down. So my first reaction was horror, like, but doesn't she understand? Doesn't she get that she's wrecking her future? And doesn't she realize? And I realized, now, you know what? She doesn't, and maybe she's right. So I really started looking at it, and I used to be in easy grade, and what I started tracking was what percent of kids were actually turning in their homework. And what I realized is if uh, only 50 or 60% of the kids were actively turning in their homework, I was doing something wrong. I wasn't training them. The homework lesson design was faulty. It was my fault. And so that really got me spinning on this thing. She knocked me off my Now, what I did for that girl was I said, well, next week, sister, we will have popcorn and movies for everybody who's got their homework done on time. 
Mm. And if you would like to participate in that part of my school, we would welcome you. And it was great because literally Tuesday afternoon, she brought her homework in early. She's like, Crippo, save this. Can you thumbtack it on the wall? I don't want to lose it. I'm totally in. So that's Mm. a level of mastery of homework machine I was. You know, John Taylor Gatto's book, uh, Dumbing Is Down, really blew my mind. That, That book came after that conversation with the girl. And I realized that when I was giving that much homework, I was invading the home family time. And I realized, oh my God, what am I doing? And then the, the real kicker for me was this. I, and then this is where I'm going to get back to the article itself. I realized that my classroom pedagogy, because I'm a natural kind of Pied Piper teacher, I want kids to come into my classroom and be like, dude, what are we doing today, Karippo? I know it's going to be weird, right? And I realized that Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, I was that guy. And on Friday, if you didn't have your homework done, I wrecked everything I had built Monday through Thursday. It was Sisyphus time. So I said, wait a minute. What if I back off on this? What if I make Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday about working hard, getting it done, faster feedback, me not grading papers on the weekend, and I gave the kids their weekends back? And that was really when I changed the kind of educator that it was. And here's my best part of the story. There was no tangible effect on my end-of-the-year state test scores. Interesting. So, in fact, if anything, they were even. So they didn't, they didn't go up or down. Mm-hmm. So I realized, oh my gosh, I don't have to grade 1,200 pieces of paper a week. I can just grade the right 70 and give feedback in real time. Now, with the letter in question, which I was so stoked – that people were going viral with it. Yep. That's, it's a lot of right energy. Idea. Yeah, and, and, and then this is America right-sizing itself on homework. I'm cool with practice, but I think homework for the sake of homework. Homework with the idea that we have to get them ready for next year. I got really afraid and terrified of the idea of terrifying kids so they would work hard. I don't think that's a good pedagogy either. So as a middle school teacher, I would, I would stand there and say, if you guys don't get this right, you're going to not make it in high school. And what I'm actively training kids is you're not going to make it in high school. And then when high school teachers say you're not going to make it in college, human children eventually say, I guess I won't. I don't think that's the apogee we want our kids on. I don't think that's where we're going. So the particular thing about the letter that jumps out at me, because she nails it on so many levels. This is the one that that makes me worried, though. The idea that you can take the work you didn't do at school home because kids are not good time management people. Uh, Adults, too, but kids – it gets them in grade trouble. We don't have grades anymore. What I've seen in firsthand real life is kids will sit and talk for an entire 45-minute period. When they're new to my class from a previous class, and I'll say, dude, you didn't finish. And they go, I'll do it tonight. And what I learned is they don't do it tonight either. So now what's happening is we've got six hours of school going down, and they're not working during the day, and they're not working at night. That's the part that worries me. So my pedagogy now when I'm running a classroom is you got 25 minutes. Go. And we're going to finish now. And when you go home, you won't have to go through the guilt and the pretending and the procrastination. And then you get kids who go home who don't know how to do the activity. I just don't think that's fair to kids. So my only yep. my only adjustment on the letter is I got an even better idea. We're not going to do any homework and taking it home is not an option. We're going to finish it in school and I'm going to give you feedback immediately. I wonder, John, I wonder if that teacher was giving herself an out so that you know if she ever had to send homework or practice home, at least she could right. kind of reference. My version of that would be I would send home a certificate that said to parents, I will not send home stupid homework. Yeah, I reserve the right to send them practice. Um, and sometimes they'll have a video to film at home, or they might need to work on a web page or do some programming. But I'm not going to send you word searches. <laughs> John, you know there are parents everywhere right now raising a glass to you <laughs> for what you just said, and, and I might even be one of them. 
this teacher did something pretty radical because she's messing with one of the big three. You know, we talked at the beginning of the show right. of discipline, recess, and homework. So the fact that she's doing this, it's important that it's being tackled. My question for us right now is, why has this become such a big issue in education? Because I think it's clear based on the energy, not just on Twitter, but on, like I said earlier, CNN and everywhere. Right. It was getting mainstream feed with not much pushback, right? I wasn't hearing a lot of parents going, this is crazy. Who, what kind of teacher is this? I was seeing people going, yeah, this makes sense. So one uh, sec here. We got to wake Ben up. Ben, are, are you there, Ben? I absolutely am. You know, one of the things that John mentioned earlier that stuck out is practice. Yep. So, right. so when, we, when we think about the letter, the one thing that stands out to me is we have to understand that there's not necessarily a one-size-fits-all. And I think that when we deal with families, and families are coming from so many different spots. John, you said it earlier about your Native American child in your classroom. They're coming from a different spot than someone else. So we have to be, we have to be flexible enough to have some choices. I am not a huge fan of homework, but I also understand and I do have families that say, I want my child doing 20 minutes, 30 minutes of some type of activity at night that it, that gets them academically stimulated. So I think there's got to be a balance. What are your guys' take on the balance piece? I completely agree. I, my question for us is, how do we manage the strong feelings on both sides of the fence? Because there are strong feelings on both sides. Let's train parents how to work with their kids, right? I got an anecdote first. I opened a high school where we, we made that promise to parents. If you look at the Student Bill of Rights, it says we're not going to send home stupid homework. It doesn't say it in those exact words. But the Student Bill of Rights at our high school said we're not going to waste precious family time with extraneous work. The balance point, like you said, Ben, is the practice piece. So, But let's look at it this way. I was following a kid on a tour through that high school one time, and this kid was uh, leading parents through the area, and the parents said, well, do you guys get a lot of homework? And he said, you know, we don't get any homework. And I saw the parents kind of pause. They were like, ooh. And then the kid looked back at him and goes, we got a lot of projects, though. And I just love the fact that he saw that as work that he needed to do to grow as opposed to a box to be checked. And I think that's the right spirit. Now, with regards to your specific question, we have things like MobyMax. We have Khan Academy. We have Scratch. There's lots of ways kids can learn at home and demonstrate proficiency. Parents can go into MobyMax or ScootPad. They can make an account, and it'll actually give their kids little quizzes, and they can check their kids' data themselves. Max costs nothing. So there's a lot of ways we can facilitate that for the parents that want that practice. But my, what my long-term conversation with parents is, schools should not be dictating what kids are doing outside of school. What do you think has changed in education to even surface this topic? People just used to accept you know, 50 hours of homework a night. Slight exaggeration. What's changed? To me, what's changed is the family dynamic. We have an increased amount of families that are split, which means we've got um, dads in one house, moms in another house, and that's extremely difficult for parents to actually help with homework. The other piece that I think is adding to this is the time commitment that kids have after school, whether they're in sports, you know, whatever it happens to be, They're committed to something after school. So if you've either got A, after school commitments, or B, you're in a split home, homework is so far down on the priority list that um, I just think it it adds really a a piece that um, ends up getting people frustrated and angry. Stake in the ground, Ben. Bring it home for us. To me, this is not not just a a USA type of a thing. This is... if you jump on yeah, Twitter yeah. and you just put the hashtag homework, you're going to see articles from Mexico, from Canada. You're going to see articles from Europe. This is a real issue that is relevant to everybody in education and, and all parents as well. My stake in the ground is if you're in the classroom, 
don't, please, please don't just assign homework for homework's sake. And please don't assign homework that is going to take kids over 60 minutes to complete. They just, there's too much other things that we need our kids to be doing. Carippo, you got a stake in the ground? Yeah, let's put all the time and energy that we used to sink into word searches, copying sentences out of dictionary and crosswords. Let's put that into creativity. Let's put that into skills instead of repetition. Okay, Brad Gustafson, you got the last word here. What is your stake in the ground when it comes to homework? All right, there's compelling research to say that kids involved in extracurricular activities do better. Okay, we know that. So why are we assigning lots of minutes towards something that we're not even sure is making the difference that it has, that being homework? I think, I think we need to be more intentional to disrupt some of the uh, cliche thinking or the, the traditional thinking. And I think as an educational leader, I need to step up to the plate and lead and support some of these conversations with our teachers too, because th- it's very clear they want to do what's best for kids. I need to step up to the plate and start asking better questions around here. Well, John, thanks for coming on. I appreciate your insight into the letter and into homework. John, really appreciate it. Great to talk to you. And Ben, that was good stuff. But your homework for tonight is go to your front porch, open the gift that I mailed you. It's going to be there tonight. I kind of almost promise. These, these are the conversations our kids need us to have. You can say that again. All right. These are the conversations our kids need us to have. Mic drop. Thanks, Thanks for, listening, for listening, everybody. This program is produced by Accretive Media for the BAM Radio Network. Thanks for listening.